Welcome or welcome back to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. This is episode 192. And today I'm going to talk about this need to leave some room for reality in your organizing or your routines or your planning or your systems. So I was asked a question through an email recently where I was asked to sort of explain again the difference between what I keep calling a monkey brain and a fish brain. And if you've never sort of stopped and actually listened to the musical intro, maybe do that today so you know where the whole sort of my use of fish brain, monkey brain comes from. But to kind of clear it up for you, I tend to use interchangeably the words for monkey brain as being type A or neurotypical or left-brained. And I tend to use interchangeably for a fish brain, the words type B, neurodivergent, or right-brained people. You know, I could do a whole podcast on like the dictionary definitions of these things, but when I'm speaking in general, I'm just trying to say that the monkey brain side is considered to be more planned or orderly or logical or analytical and systematic. That is what you will equate to when you hear about type A, neurotypical, left-brained monkey people. And then the fish brain in general tends to be perceived as more creative or emotional or sporadic or even absent-minded. That is what I tend to lean into when I talk about sort of the ADHD brain and the, the fish brain. You don't have to be diagnosed formally for you to listen to this podcast and see if any of the tips and and things will help you. I am not a scientist or a therapist or an ist (laughs) of any kind, and I try to, to make mention of that every so often. I am just a mom of four who has always been scattered and I guess felt sort of like a failure as a mom in my home, particularly when my kids started going back to school and I had time and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get it together. And so I sort of went down a rabbit hole of researching all kinds of things, organizing, which led me into getting a certification and becoming an organizer and then organizing professionally for people. And now I've done that since 2018. And I've had lots of in-home clients and now I've branched into virtual organizing and then I've branched into where I have a membership group. I'm just constantly sort of experimenting with ways to help the, the type of ideal client for me, which is one that feels broken in their home and doing everything they can and seeming to always fail at all the systems. The interesting thing is when you lean into who is typically an organizer, it is the quote-unquote naturally organized type A left-brained neurotypical monkey that are all organizers and they're out there trying to help fish brains. And that's why I say in my opener, You're trying to get well-intentioned advice from monkeys who are all trying desperately to help you climb a tree, which is a very step-by-step, clear path, logical, analytical process. But you are a fish who is out swimming in a very fluid, very 
sporadic, very uh, creative waterway that is not going to get a whole lot of use out of monkey style climb the tree advice. So with that really long-winded introduction, listen to the, the musical introduction that's about to play and you'll see where I'm coming from. And then when you get on the other side of that, we're going to talk about some concrete ways that you can start leaving some room for reality in your organizing. Let's get into it. A wise person once said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Well, fish, quit trying to climb trees while getting advice from well-intentioned monkeys. It's time to jump in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. I'm Joy, a professional organizer, mom of four, and fellow fish brain. If you're looking for a place to get understanding, encouragement, and ideas for your home that actually fit how your brain thinks, then I'm glad you're here. Let's ditch the type A advice and embrace what makes our brains and our homes unique. Together, we can have a joy-loving home. Okay, so now that we've established that the whole purpose of this podcast and where my heart is, is that my goal was to turn organizing advice upside down to help you think of things in a new and creative way that suits you and your life. And it doesn't have to rely on the current organizing advice, which says, hey, there are certain steps that you take to set up an organized system And if you follow them, then you're good. You just keep up the system and, and that's it. (laughs) Like Get it set up right once and then repeat. Any good system will work. And they might even admit, oh, sometimes life, quote unquote, life happens. And if that happens, just work really hard, get yourself back on track and then stay that way. And your life will always be organized. That is literally, that is the, the cell. It works for other monkey-brained people. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's not wrong, but it's not realistic for people, whom I call fish brains, who are not wired to be consistent or linear or systematic or routine. Routine is literally like kryptonite for us. And it doesn't allow for anything in which life, quote unquote, happens every single day. It's just not this occasional blip on the radar. And so it's, it's been a really interesting journey with me being in this industry and listening to my other organizers and the groups that I'm in when they have clients where they're stumped and we are, we are a resource for each other because we tend to work alone or in small groups. We need to sometimes bounce ideas off of each other when something's not working for a client. And <laughs> most of the pictures that I'll see in our group when, when people are stumped are like, she doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I don't know how to help her if she says she won't do X, Y, or Z. And the reason why their client is resisting doing X, Y, or Z is because there's no reality in the system that they're trying to set up. They're trying desperately to set up a monkey system in a fish's house, and it it doesn't work well. So what I'm saying is if you are with another organizer or you're looking at 
a great video online or you're looking on still shots of Instagram closets or whatever it is, you need to take two steps back and ask yourself, is there anything in what is set up here that leaves room for reality? For your reality, which is a little bit of chaos, like it, because there's nothing wrong with living in chaos. I want it to be smoothed out so that it doesn't completely stress you out and paralyze you. But I don't want you to think that the only path is perfection or nothing. Perfect, neat, clean, white, shiny things in clear bins in rainbow order or nothing. (laughs) And if you are on my newsletter, email list for my newsletter, every single month I have started trying to show you real life client before and after photos. And then I do a little explanation of the sort of points that I want you to zero in on that I think are really great lessons from from my real clients. And so if you're not on that newsletter list and you're like, hey, I would love to see real life examples, not not sanitized by Instagram, join my newsletter. I'd love to have you just go to joylovinghome.com you just barely scroll down the newsletter is called a little jolt of joy you just click and can sign up there the thing that I try to do for all of my clients is we are definitely function over form and we allow for doses of reality so okay concrete examples which is what you've been waiting 10 minutes for now some concrete examples so today's a perfect one I had allowed my immediate desk where I'm sitting here podcasting to completely fall apart. I put a post picture of it in our membership group today. I was like, today is the day I, I start to get this under control. And I set myself a 30 minute time limit. And I, I literally just dumped it all on the floor. I didn't try to sort it. I didn't try to do anything. I just scraped it all except for the computer onto the floor. I got out some nice smelling cleaner. I cleaned everything down. And then I plopped myself on the floor. And I just kept very broad categories. And I was like, this is stuff for the podcast. This is stuff for the membership. This is stuff for clients. This is personal stuff. And I just sorted it all out, had a lot of random also office supplies that had landed on my desk and stayed there. So I got those back in the desk drawer, which is generally organized. I think a a monkey brain would be generally proud of my desk drawer. But the timer was about to go off. I knew I had no other time than this to give to it. So I put two piles back up on my desk, one which was immediate things for clients because I I get to go to an in-home job tomorrow. And then I put a stack for the podcast and then I piled, well, I took the personal out because I just didn't want it mixed with all the business. And then I piled everything that I couldn't quite really put any time into, into this big tray that sits behind my desk. So the big tray's job is to be reality. Reality is at the end of almost every work session or in the midst of a work session or in the midst of whatever, I will get called away. A dog needing something, a kid needing something, a phone call that I have to take. Time, time limits. Like you can only can work so long before you have to go pick up a kid or start a meal or whatever. Because life stops at imprecise, imperfect places I need to have somewhere where I can just stash the rest of it until I get another time where life allows me to dig through it again. There's nothing wrong with having a, I haven't gotten to it basket. They always say clutter is delayed decision. Sometimes we don't have time to make the decisions in the moment. And so you have to have a spot to allow that 
to exist. It's reality. It is space. You're leaving room for reality in that system, in that setup. It's not pretty. It's not Instagram photo ready, but it's reality ready. And isn't that where we all live? Another example, my husband, I have mentioned a million times, is a monkey brain. We share a closet. His side is always in order. Always. He's great at it. I mean, that's, he's great at it. It, it suits his brain. I <laughs> set myself up originally like I would have treated myself as if I was a monkey brain client. It is set up well. It functions well. But I am a person who will try on an outfit, not be happy with it, try on an outfit, not be happy with it, don't have time to hang that one up nice, don't have it. And I will get a pile that piles up on the floor, which makes the whole thing look like a mess, except for this time when I created my closet, because I actually got to design it from scratch, I gave myself two big empty drawers right next to my hamper. I will either scoop things up and put them in the dirty clothes or scoop things up and put them in those two big empty drawers, which to me, I know those are clean, but I didn't have time to hang them back up. I didn't have time to deal with them. I wanted the closet to feel sane because we walk in and out of it all the time and we can see it from our room. And I didn't want the eyesore of the pile sitting there. Now, because there is a finite amount of space in those two big drawers, when I can't shut them anymore, I have to deal with them. So I will work until I make the time to get it all back on track. The drawers get emptied out. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes I just switch them over to the hamper and let them roll through that way and put them away when they come through again. There's no major sin in that. It's allowing room for reality in the system. If your closet only functions when it's perfectly put back and perfectly folded and perfectly styled, great if you're a monkey brain. Not so great if you're a fish brain. We have to allow room for reality in our systems. One more example and I'll let you go. If you are wanting to sit down after the kids go to bed in the evening and you have got piles of kid crap everywhere, every night, and you just... You're like, I'm too exhausted to deal with it, but I sit here and I just want to watch TV with my husband and I have to stare at this and it's just, uh, <laughs> create some reality. Have a big basket that you take three seconds and you scoop everything out and you dump it in there so that at least when you sit down, you don't have to look at it because you know tomorrow it's going to get all torn up again anyway. And I'm not saying you never properly clean your living room. I'm not saying you ever prop don't properly say it's time for us to sort through this and get it all straight. But it is allowing room for reality. And the reality is at the end of the night, you're exhausted. At the end of the night, the last thing you want to do is get everything put away perfectly. You might say, oh, well, the kids should be helping. You should have a system where you do your five-minute tidy at the end of every night. I don't know about you, but when I have four kids that were active, there are nights when they're coming in dragging, they still have homework to do, they're exhausted, they're stinky, they're hungry for second dinner. It's all I can do to get them to through a shower and fed again and make sure the homework is done. I could care less to go, oh, whoa, 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 before you fall into bed, let's all go around this house and do our five minute tidy. And I'm like, it's five minutes. Okay, that's a whole nother like time crunch in our brains. Make room for reality. Think about it. Is there anywhere 
in anything I mentioned that is like a little aha moment for you, go plug in some reality into that system. It will make your fish brain quite happy. All right. Until next time, continue to choose joy.